Good evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. It's the Halloween season, which means covers, albums, and horror-related stuff. And it just so happens that Ice Nine Kills released a new album, the sequel to... The Silver Scream, The Silver Scream 2. Welcome to Horrorwood. Get it? Because it's like Hollywood, but horror. Do you get it, Jesse? Do you get it? Mark, you stole what I was going to use on you tonight. There will (laughs) be plenty of times where we can yell, get it? Get it? (laughs) Do you get it? Uh, I get it, Mark. I get it. Uh, it's good to be back. Sorry I missed last week. Uh, so this week you, I you were missed. Look forward. No, I, well, I look forward to bringing my uh, you know flavor of ignorance uh, to the uh, podcast, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking. Robert Cooper and I are looking forward to you, looking forward uh, to you servicing us on this podcast. <laughs> oh, buddy, <laughs> lots of servicing. Uh, yes, and that is the metal coop, Robert Cooper who hung out with me last week as we discussed uh who did you know Jesse Starcher he he had never heard any monster magnet before never not at all wow i mean i no, was and i also don't know a lot of the beatles mm. oh well i understand that <laughs> and he's never heard uh, the doors he's never heard of the doors or any that, doors? No, i didn't say that i've heard of the doors i've heard the doors okay all right i just didn't know that song you were talking about. Did we m- knock that, Mark? We were going to do a Doors album at some point. Did we knock that off the schedule, or is that like three years in the future? Okay, so the p- comic book publisher, like Z Strip or whatever it's called, makes those really expensive comic books based on bands. They've uh-huh. done one for the Doors. They've done one for Anthrax. They've done one for Skillet. They've done one for Poppy. Skillet. Skillet. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck. Uh, yeah. One uh, of these that, things they, is not did, like the other. Uh, yeah, I mean, did, did they sell that at the fucking church bake sale or what? <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, too late. I thought these comics would be available, um, yar, but mm-hmm. uh, or at least available on like Comicsology to buy digitally. No, you this particular publisher because these are such collectors' oh. items books. You have gotcha. to buy the physical book. And these things can Good. run you twenty to fifty to a hundred to two hundred dollars. I mean, I can pull wow. up real quick for just the average one, because like like they sell them with like other um, other collectors' items things. Sure, sure. So the so the answer to your question is it was on the schedule. Um, the release date kept changing for that Doors graphic novel, but also it was again not going to be available digitally. We would have had to have bought it, and I know. That if there's one thing about Jesse Starcher, besides the fact that he likes to be serviced in his home um, by, by nurses. In my basement. In my in basement, basement, too. That's right. <laughs> um, is that he also is notoriously cheap. Now, he will wander about the neighborhood and fondle people's junk. And oh, come aw- my goodness. And come away with a handful of treasures. That's right. You said come away. <laughs> there was a lot of innuendo in that statement, sir. I don't know why you're focusing that's on that the, part. And that's the one that I went with. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Jesse will wander the neighborhood, mouth agape, with a hand, you know, fondling people's junk, and come away with, uh, with a handful of treasures, an armful of treasures, maybe even. That's right. That's right. But just come nuts. back with a load of them. Yeah, that's right. A large load of treasure. Um, 
high in protein. However, he ain't spending no twenty to twenty dollars or more in no comic book. Not for me, not for nobody. Ain't that right, Jesse? Yeah, you got it, buddy. That's uh, so. Yeah, now we. Now we know you knew you knew well enough to be like, okay, screw this, we can't have this on the schedule because it ain't going to happen most likely. Yeah. Once I realized there so. was no way for us to get it in a uh, an expedient and inexpensive fashion, I was like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. And I okay, just, I have since abandoned doing anything with this company. You never know; we might be able to find it in the corner of some internet hidey hole. So just be ready. Maybe if I find it at a West Virginia pawn shop. You may do that too. (laughs) So the company is called Z2 Comics. Okay. Okay. I've never heard of that, but sounds like they're definitely uh, just kind of like you said, specialized. All right. So here's what they got. You ready? The Z stands for Zyklon. (laughs) There's a a Cheech and Chong Chronicles graphic novels and that starts at $24.99. What? Um, okay. Uh, first off, here's the thing. Yes, sir. Is there like a creative team that makes these so desirable? Do they mention like who's writing this stuff? Um, I don't know. I can click on one and I can tell you. Give me a second here. So there's a John Lee Hooker book. One bourbon, one okay. scotch, one beer. Three tales oh. of John Lee Hooker. Um, I would like to. I would like to read that, actually. There's Blue Note Records, Enter the Blue. There's Electric Century, the graphic novel. There's Lord of Havamal. Uh, let's look at this Anthrax one. The one that This is one of the ones I wanted to do. Now, this one starts at $100. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, for $100, uh, which you, you can actually do payments of, by the way, $34 a month. Um, wow, what a deal. You ah! get... You get the book and the t-shirt, it looks like. Okay. Uh, summary. Uh, writers. Okay, so the writers of this book are Scott Ian, Joey Belladonna, Frank Bello, Corey Taylor, Rob Zombie, Gerard Way, Mikey Way, Grant Morrison, Brian Posehn, Jimmy Palmiotti, Brian Azzarello, Rick Reminder. Oh, they, they, re- they are not writing that one book, are they? That says here, these are the writers for this book. Holy so wait, shit! The brothers, some, the, the wait, fucking. I didn't know Gerard Way's brother was also a writer. Um, I know he was in My Chemical Romance with him, but Joe Tr- yeah. Joe Troman and more illustrators are Charlie Benanti, J.G. Jones, Eric Powell, Derek Robertson, Scott Koblish, Eric Rodriguez, <clears throat> Manhouse, Roland Boshi, Steve Steve Chanks, Dave Johnson, and more. I don't recognize a lot of the artists, but the writers. I do. That's probably why it's so expensive. Yeah, dude. That's. I was gonna say that's a pretty good laundry list of some really popular. Well, I mean, not just writers, but I mean, shit. They got a lot of. Uh, it sounds like people in the business too that are contributing to it. So now I wonder if that's what they're kind of doing. Like, hey, this is kind of like an oral history type deal, and they're considering them a writer. But I mean, how many pages is it? Does it say? Oh my god. I well, I mean, if this is something that's usually listed on there. Is if you closed it out, out, don't worry about it. No, I'll go back, Jesse. Is this vegan? Oh. <laughs> I could do research and figure this shit out, but I was just curious. I thought you still had it up. Um, I'm not sitting on the toilet on Facebook, so my research wouldn't count. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I have to go back to the summary here. Uh 1987, Antrax unleashed a heavy metal and pop culture touchstone with hit among the living. 
Anthrax and Z2 Comics invite you to explore the album like never before with this original anthology graphic novel. No page count. That's fine. No page All right. count. Okay. But, well, you, I was, but there I are was bundle say, options. Like, dude, are... if it was all those writers, makes mm -hmm. me think that this book should be like fucking 150 to 200 pages or something, you know? It should be huge. I, I get um, it. it. It looks like, you know, it's, well, it's kind of like the Pride comic, right? Like everybody contributed a story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going for that one. <laughs> you should go back and listen to it. <laughs> I did. I remember what you're talking about. Um, okay. Well, like I said, Heidi Hole, the internet has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about tonight because this is a spectacular album. Mark hey, Radlich, tell him about it. There's a King Diamond one for Abigail, which I believe the story is about his grandma. Oh, grandma. Grandma. And this starts at $500. Wow. This is five. That's a lot of grandma money. They, yeah. yeah. I would have to actually get my grandmother to help me. And she, they're both dead. Um, I want, I want to see one of these. Or something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so actually, hang on. The standard edition soft cover is $25. Okay. I was on the platinum edition. That's oh, the problem there. Get some, you know, a little bag of silver grandma hair. So the writers, so the writers of this one were King Diamond. The writers of this one are King Diamond and Dan Waters, and the illustrator is Damien Worm. Okay, you get Grandma's fucking ashes with it. Grandma. Right, let's, so let let let's see if this in any way relates to what we're doing tonight. So we're talking about this Ice Nine Kills album. Yes, Ice Nine Kills has a book. See, a Z two comics book. Yeah, yeah, called Inked in Blood. This is insane, dude. I've never heard of this company, and I, I'm very surprised that I haven't. So this is a $20 book for the standard edition softcover. Um, and summary. Tying in with the events of Ice Nine Kills' next cinematic album, The Silver Scream, Inked in Blood, follows a bullied teen superfan who's convinced that her favorite frontman could never have committed the grotesque crime for which he's now standing trial. But when a well-intentioned show of support backfires, the superfan finds herself locked in a life-or-death battle with a, um, against a uh, copycat killer whose depravity makes your favorite slasher film seem tame by comparison. Get your ice picks handy, Ice Nine Kill fans. It's going to be a bloodbath. Interesting. That kind of sounds like it. Yeah, it ties into like the beginning of this album, uh, because the beginning of this album talks about uh, some of the stuff that you were just mentioned. That's pretty so, crazy. So we can buy like you know one of these books a piece, and then we can do like a you know like a comic strip, but like listen to the album that relates to the to the book if you want. So that's if, if that's what you want to do. Oh, well, let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to talk to the internet first, and then we'll find out exactly how much <laughs> money we need to spend. <laughs> um, just so, just so you let know. Let me the, tell you something, brother. The, uh, the Doors one. This is what I was trying to pitch you on. Yeah. Morrison Hotel. So we were going to listen to the Morrison Hotel album, and we were going to read the Morrison Hotel book. Yes, 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 yes. But the Morrison Hotel book is money. Um, hang on. Money, 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 money. They have done shit tons of these, by the way. Like, there's a lot here. Yeah, um, like I said, I'm very surprised I've never heard of them. All right. So, do you have twenty dollars that you can um, read me your credit card? 
How about it. you do me a favor and don't put me on the spot on the podcast and, and money in the same situation. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going to no. give me read your credit card over the podcast. And, and the we'll last time I did that, I ended up with three random cards from some fucking <laughs> not, uh, not even three random good cards, three commons that are 10 years old. I had to cancel a debit card because I got <laughs> magic cards just randomly from somebody that I worry has my private information so no me, mark i will not do that give me your name address and social security number so that i can get you this a copy of this book yeah i could uh <laughs> at least now okay. i know what to get jesse for christmas just more copies of that same card <laughs> I, say, Dude, I got like 20 of those fucking cards laying around here I thanks gonna, guys i was gonna say a new identity because this current one's being stolen by some hacker um yes. <laughs> So the Silver Seriously. Scream 2, welcome to Horrorwood. Do you get it? Do you get it? 20 minutes uh, I, later. <laughs> boy, howdy do I. <laughs> Is the sixth studio album by American heavy metal band Ice Nine Kills, and it was released on October 15, 2021 by Fearless Records. Now, as I was on the couch watching Ted Lasso trying to um, engage my wife so she'd service me, like the nurse did with the COVID booster shot. I thought you were already engaged to your wife. <laughs> wow. Um... I'll make the jokes around here, sir. Uh, I didn't you, say they were good. <laughs> you guys were having some kind of conversation, and Cooper, you said like the style of music of the of Ice Nine Kills is seen, I, and I wasn't paying that close attention. So explain yourself. Uh, well, really, I guess in terms of scene, I'm more talking about your uh, your sort of emo that sort of emo rock music that was coming out in the mid 2000s. Uh, a lot of the supporters of it were definitely the scene kids, uh, which in retrospect, most of the girls that I have liked and or dated since high school uh, have been scene kids. Uh, they H- definitely like what scene? Because here's the thing. Like, I've been a part of scenes like like there's no just the one scene. There have okay. been scenes <laughs> for decades now. So when you but, so you can't just say the scene like that group of people have have ownership of that word. Like and, what and scene before, are we talking about? And before Coop explains it, I just want to say that when he told us, well, he told me that this was scene music. I thought that he was actually talking about the fact that this was based off of a movie, and I was oh, like, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, go ahead, Coop. All right, sorry, we're reading the Wikipedia here, but it's a youth subculture that emerged during the early 2000s in the United States from pre-existing emo subculture. Uh, the fa- It typically uh, consists of fashion with skinny jeans, brightly colored clothing, and signature hairstyles. Okay, consisting so cons- the phrase, the scene, like the city, you know, like Eddie Azer talks about the city, being what yeah. you know, San Francisco, like people who live in Northern California refer to San Francisco as the city. So, like the emo scene is what you people are calling the scene. Pretty much, uh, usually, like the music that's associated with it, or like your metalcore and deathcore and pop punk and stuff like that. Okay. Well, yeah, and an, it's. Hmm? Let, let me ask an important question here. Have you heard much Ice Nine Kills? Uh, new. You, I'm not gonna lie. When I see a band with a name like that, I'm like, cool. Seen me. Like, I immediately get transported to 2008. In 2008, <laughs> heavy metal uh, purist Robert Cooper shows up, and he's just like, uh, I'm good. 
<laughs> just whip it out and pee all over it, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Like no, I'm I'm flopping that dick on the table. You just hear that? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's happening just like that. What about that you? We want it. To... Hmm? No, no. Finish. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that. Uh, yeah, like this definitely reminded me in spurts of a lot of that uh, sort of emo and metalcore music that was coming out in like that late 2000s that was really popular when I was in high school. How about you, and, Jesse? How much Ice Nine Kills have you heard? Uh, not a whole lot. I think the first time I'd heard about these guys was about a year or two ago. Uh, I was swapping uh, metal bands with a guy at a wrestling show. and We were just kind of talking about what, what kind of music you like, what kind of music do I like. And uh, he, <laughs> while we were putting chairs away after the show was over, we were just like, each of us were playing different songs for each other. And he was an Ice Nine Kills fan. Uh, so I think I heard a little bit of Silver Scream, the first one, prior mm-hmm. to this. Because um, he was telling me about it and what it was what it was about, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually a neat concept." Um, but I didn't follow through and listen to much of them afterwards, so not a whole lot. Well, the Silver Scream uh, and the Silver Scream Two, Welcome to Horrorwood. Do you get it? Was uh, the Silver Screen Hollywood, L.A. <laughs> um, the uh, the song titles are inspired by horror films. The album is also inspired by horror films and featured guest vocalists such as uh, Jacoby Shaddix, George Corpse Grinder Fisher. I feel like he's been in the news recently. Brandon Saul. Uh, yeah, because they. Uh, because, like, I think in World of Warcraft, there's a character that's either his or inspired by his. And they're like, oh, he makes fun of people with disabilities and fucking i don't know ableist blah blah social justice horse shit uh which is really funny i'm a dirty fucking liberal but god fucking almighty jesus christ just <laughs> just fucking calm down guys i love you but seriously like it's okay <laughs> we don't have to crucify them for the things they did 10 years ago brandon Soller, ryan kirby and buddy nielsen on the ninth of each month leading up to the album's release a new single and accompanying video was released to promote the album. As with the previous album, each of the videos are based on the films that tracks were written about, while also having an overall story arc across the sequence of... Oh, see what we missed out on, Jesse? I know, man. This one actually had a story, not one that we invented, starring Ice-T. <laughs> oh, is it about the fun. other... Is it about a bunch of clones of Ice-T killing people? No. No, well, uh, no, no. I don't know. Well, I just was asking because I, I wasn't sure if it was like the Ice Nine kills or I, something. I believe, <laughs> I feel like the story was, I know we've talked about this a bunch of times on the podcast, but um, I feel like Ice-T was revolting against Ozzy Osbourne or something. Uh, no, the, the riots led into Ozzy Osbourne's uh, video. So okay. Ice-T, Ice-T took over the media uh, and basically made uh, the public... Uh, well, there's a lot of unrest. We'll just put it that way. You can go out. <clears throat> listen, you can go check that out on the. I think it's actually still on the source material uh, YouTube. Uh, Metal Hammer of Doom Extra, folks. Just type it in. You should be able to find something. Hey, who wants to listen to some music? We're going to skip the opening night because it's just a bunch of gibberish. It's uh, just yeah. like Hurdy Dur. I <laughs> am making a concept album. Yeah. <laughs> 
We're going to listen to Welcome to Horrorwood, a rash decision in Assault and Batteries. Uh, Welcome to Horrorwood isn't really seemingly based on anything. There's no note here for it. But a rash decision is based on Cabin Fever. And a, um, Cabin and, Fever? I hardly knew her. <laughs> and Assault and Batteries, uh, which is based on the movie Child's Play, which is currently a that's, series on the Sci-Fi Channel. That's right. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to our first three tracks here. Yeah, we're gonna edit that out in post. fills the page. A classic completes the cast. To the closest, the fate of black. Sit back for the sequel of your dreams. Psychos crying more shocking scenes. Cause if it bleeds beyond the screen, are you misunderstood? Are you more bad than good? Welcome to Horrorwood. Her son's doll is possessed by the spirit of a dead mass murderer. I'll be watching over you and every move you make. I may be made of plastic, but I want it away.
I have to say, the Welcome to Horrorwood kind of, eh, it's fine, but like a rash decision in Assault and Batteries, that has a lot of flavor and personality to it. I'm really enjoying this so far, Jesse. Yeah, these first, I think <clears throat> all three songs for me are pretty strong. Uh, I think possibly some of the strongest off the album. It's a good start. Uh, my favorite, I think, off of this album is Assault and Batteries. Um, that was the second single that they released on August 9th. Yeah, it was good. It's it's good, you know. And I love the I love like the little nod to the Toys R Us theme in there. <laughs> you won't ever grow up. You won't make it past six. <laughs> That's good <laughs> stuff, man. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I was really. I mean, it, it is kind of what I expected from these guys with what little I've heard before. Uh, but I think my favorite part of listening to the album initially was trying to pick out which movies they were from. I wasn't on the internet looking to see what they were. I knew that they were most likely going to be about specific movies, so I was trying to listen to the lyrics and figure out what movie are they talking about, and that was pretty easy. Um, as I mean, when there's a couple other tracks as we get into it, there is they make use of some of the themes from a lot of the popular horror movies that they're singing about uh, and you'll hear them kind of show up in uh, some of these some of these songs so I mean I'm having a good time with these first three and I really think they're probably some of the strongest off of the album in my opinion what'd you think Coop? <clears throat> I thought Welcome to Horrorwood was kind of bland I thought in terms of the overall like writing composition the, the rhymes in it were very much baby's first songwriting lesson <laughs> like i just felt like it was very simple like i could just be like oh yep that's what he's gonna say uh but i really enjoyed i really liked assault and batteries uh and the song before that as well i thought was i thought was good uh get your butt out of my face cat <laughs> Sorry. look at it Day. look at it that yeah. cat wants you to service it oh no he does i found out he got worms Ew. Yeah, because he uh, he killed a mouse for me the other day. I didn't know I had one, and did then you, uh, turns you, out I think you he ate the cat a little if he, bit of it. Did you ask the cat if he paint houses, and that's how you ended up getting him to kill a mouse? What? I I do not get that at all. I, I heard have no you idea paint houses. About. I heard you paint houses is a euphemism for are you a contract killer? Oh, uh, I've never okay. heard that before. Really? Boy, have I learned a lot tonight. You guys should have heard the initial conversation before we got on here. I learned more even then. <laughs> did you not? Did neither one of you listen to Robert and I talk about the Irishman? Oh no! Oh oh! Yeah, I really had to listen to the commentary on that movie. About, uh... <laughs> I mean, you could just—I mean, just—I mean, you only have four hours to go. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this whole conversation. But uh, yeah, bastards. He, I mean, technically, my parent. One time, my mom called me a bastard, and I said, "Well, whose fault is that?" <laughs> and then she, Look, and then she locked you in the laundry room. room. <laughs> yeah, no, she didn't even mean to lock me in the laundry room. That was the funny part. So you haven't that was unintentional. So it's so funny. We we referenced you being locked in the basement of your house by your mom on this show all the time because I've been on podcast with you when that actually happened. But you know who also brings that up a lot? Jason Teasley. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Teasley was on that podcast. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Teasley brings that up so much. I guess because it just tickles the hell out of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he's not crying that he might have been not mentioned about being on a show or left off a show entirely, he likes to bring up you being locked in a basement. 
He oh, also, well, he also likes to claim that I'm twisting everyone's arm to do podcasts. I'm like very close to just being like, no, I'm doing podcasts with nobody except for Jesse and Robert. How does that sound? Eat yeah. it. <laughs> Which one? There's so many Roberts on this podcast. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's fine. We'll uh, we'll we'll just do our own podcast with blackjack and hookers. There you go. I'm but, encouraging uh, that. Oh, good. Okay, because I don't actually do any uh, blow, so uh, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna really have to kind of sub in for that for me. Somebody uh, service what's Robert what's Cooper with cocaine. Hey, how about this music? What do you think? Uh, I the one thing that I did find kind of annoying, but again, it's that's I know it is my own uh, bias is. So when I talk about that emo and scene music, that very almost kind of whiny vocals mm-hmm. that he some that sometimes kind of flutters through the tone of his voice, uh, which I'm very good at actually uh, replicating. A lot of fucking 2004 pop punk is my karaoke go to music. Just saying. Nice, nice. Oh yeah, Panic at the Disco and Hawthorne Heights all day. Nice. All right, <laughs> because I do it very well. But uh, at the same time, in terms of my own musical selections, I like that in small doses. Uh, I just found in some aspects it not quite to be what I was really wanting to listen to. Because uh, mm-hmm. when I was reading about the band, and actually right before we started the call, uh, I was actually reading about how this album is kind of a departure from a lot of their other sound. Okay. Uh, how a lot of their other albums are, while still metalcore, do have a lot more of your uh, symphonic metal in it uh, and just more traditional heavy metal, whereas this one leans a lot heavier into the metalcore and a little bit of the deathcore uh, in it as well as the uh, as well as the uh, emo music. Mm. All right. Which I definitely felt was prevalent, but also like the kids love it, right? The kids still like this stuff. (laughs) And the kids just love it. Um, I yeah. don't know what the kids are up to with their tickety tocks and their uh, and their boobies <laughs> and whatever. Them tic tacs, <laughs> yeah, their tic tacs <laughs> and their and their Tide Pods. <laughs> all right, all right, my fellow old men. Let's go ahead and listen to three more songs here. Um, we've got for your listening pleasure. Uh, the shower scene, funeral derangements, and rainy day. Come on in, the weather's dreadful. We always have a room to spare. Don't run, mother, she is not well. Doctors say she's not all there. She's crazy, I must confess. I'm so sick of cleaning up her mess.
evidence where evil is taking up residence. No faith in what red white will say. To save the truth for a rainy day. So, uh, those three were based on the movie Psycho, Pet Cemetery, and uh, Resident Evil. Okay. So, I, I will the, say I have that, all the best words. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, you, you're now president. Um, <laughs> don't encourage him. That's what got, that's what got the last guy started. <laughs> So I, I like the Psycho one. Uh, like I said, that was the one that really – I think it was one of the first ones that I noticed uh, that incorporated some of the theme in there. Uh, the shower scene obviously being one of the most iconic horror uh, scenes uh, in a movie. So the next one though, the Pet Cemetery, the one based off Pet Cemetery. I don't have the track in front of me for some reason. I lost it. Right there it is. Okay. Funeral Derangements. Mm, I wasn't a fan of that one. Uh, not not didn't tickle my sack, but I could tell you Rainy Day, based off of Resident Evil, not just the movies, but the game. And, of course, that's going to get a little bit of a nod for me. I did enjoy what they did with that, especially, um, you know, making sure that they gave a nod to what it was originally, uh, you know, what it originally came out as, which was a game and... Uh, 1996 I think it was yeah um, that was the first time at least I remember playing it so anyway yeah uh, so of the two uh, of the three I enjoyed two of them pretty well uh, I think from this point though some of the next few songs uh, I mean I, it feels like it kind of starts a downward trend for me uh, we'll talk about that but uh, I'll throw it to you Coop uh, I really dug the shower scene uh I like that one quite a bit. I especially I enjoyed the name on it. I really love Psycho. That movie's an absolutely wonderful time. Yeah. Uh, like it's really nice because I like. I've really started liking horror movies in my adult life. It was hilarious as a kid. I was terrified of them, and as a teenager, I couldn't be bothered. But like as an adult, I'm like spooky shit. <laughs> you should try doing a podcast where everyone drags you into into the horror movies against your will. Oh really? Oh, do you not like horror movies? No, um, I. He's a big ahead. sissy man. Yeah, well, that's how it started. Um, a lot of the stuff I just did not appeal to me. I I don't like being frightened. That's not what gives me thrills and chills. So I just kind of actively avoided the horror genre. I'd seen some. That's how I knew I didn't like it. And <laughs> real uh, quick, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, let's take a poll and see how many movies. On this on this album that you have seen okay. and I have seen and I'll Cooper's seen, okay, go first. Okay, I have not seen Cabin Fever. Um, okay, I have seen, I have seen Child's Play. I'm I'm ninety percent certain I at least saw the first one. I've probably seen a couple in that series. Okay, um, I don't think I've actually ever seen Psycho, and as like a big like movie nerd, 
you know, so especially somebody who who dug into the classics at one point in my life, I'm actually surprised how little Hitchcock I've actually seen. Yeah, I have not seen Pet Cemetery. I have seen all the Resident Evils. God um, bless you. <laughs> I have not seen American Psycho. I have not seen My Bloody Valentine. I refuse to watch Hellraiser. I have have seen The Fly. I refuse to watch Hostel. I have not only seen The Evil Dead, but I have reviewed it. Um, And I have also reviewed Candyman that I've seen. And just so we can complete the set here, um, I have seen A Nightmare on Elm Street. I have seen Friday the 13th. I have We're seen going back Hall- to the first one. Uh huh. You, you okay, pushed, right. oh, okay. you pushed me into this, that. you big bully. Um, <laughs> no, hold on. Okay, so you said you see Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. You've seen Friday the Thirteenth. Uh huh. Okay, go ahead. I have seen Halloween more times okay. than I care to recount. Um, I have not seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yeah. I believe I saw Saw. Um, uh, not only did I see The Crow, but we also reviewed it. Uh, I have seen Jaws and reviewed it. I have seen The Shining and reviewed it. I have not seen The Devil's Rejects. I uh, that's a Rob Zombie film, and I understand all of his shit's gross. Um, <laughs> they they be fucking in a UFO, from what I understand. <laughs> everybody, 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 fucking in a UFO. I have heard they be fucking in a UFO. Um, okay, rumor has it. I've not seen Edward Scissorhands. Wow. Um, I have not seen Silent Light, Deadly Night. Uh, I have seen an American Werewolf in London, and not only did we see it, but we also reviewed it. So there. <laughs> not only did I see it, but I reviewed it. Okay, yes, so tally the tally for you: three, four, five, six, seven, oh, like eight, you were writing nine, that shit down. I'd, 10, I'd, have gone 11, sl- I'd have gone slower to make sure you had it all. I think you got sixteen. I'm just okay. going to say sixteen. All right, gonna, here we go. go. I'll go, go down. My, I've seen I've seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street, so okay. we're just going to count. Yeah, we'll just count it if you've seen one of the franchise. I've okay. seen Friday the 13th. I've seen Halloween H2O. <laughs> I, I have not seen... Mark, you and I run parallel here, buddy, because if it's like gross, like mm-hmm. gore, we stay away. Texas hey, Chainsaw Massacre. Real quick, did you it. hear Sean and I review uh, Halloween Resurrection? No, no. Okay. Well, no, you really I have not. Should. You guys if... put it on trial or... Did yeah, you yeah, yeah. Just review Me... it? Okay. Sean and I, Sean and I did an on trial for Halloween Resurrection. My prosecution of the mm, movie, I heard this, yes. <laughs> is me submitting yes. for evidence just me reading Buster Rhymes' dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is great. Uh, so I have seen, uh, I think, the first and second Saul, uh, The Crow. That is a fantastic movie. I, I'm gonna say, I, well, I know I watched Jaws three. Yeah, so you did a commentary of it, which I'm re-releasing next year. Nice. Very nice. I have seen The Shining, and I have not seen The Devil's Rejects. I have not seen, or I have seen Edward Scissor's Hands. Uh, scissors. Scissor's Hands. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, no. American Werewolf in London, no. It, I have seen. All right, and then flip over to where I was just at. Uh, Cabin Fever, yes. Child's Play, yes. Psycho. Uh, that was a definite yes, and then hey, hey, you cut out. I don't know. I know you cut out on my end. I don't know if you cut out for everybody else. So, I heard the last thing I heard you say was Psycho. Okay, so Psycho, yes. Pet Cemetery, 
yes. Resident Evil, yes. American Psycho, no. My Bloody Valentine, no. Hellraiser, hell no. The Fly, no. I'm scared of the vomit and all that stuff that's happening in there. Oh, The Fly Hostile. is great. And I, and uh, I'm a big sissy pants who doesn't like gross things, but I love when he starts to fall apart as The Fly and he just get Jeff Goldblum's that scene up. That is fantastic. Ah, gosh. Hostile, no. The Evil Dead, yes. And Candyman, yes. Candyman was legitimately like maybe two months ago. I watched the first Candyman. Wow. Uh, the first time ever. So anyway, Coop, give, it, give us a rundown here, buddy. Both albums. So I've never seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street, but I did see A New Nightmare, so that counts. That counts. Uh, that counts. That's a good movie. I've never seen the original Friday the 13th, but I've seen Jason X. That, okay. Did you see Freddy vs. Jason? Yeah, I've seen that, too. Count it. Count it. I've never seen the original Halloween, but I did see all the new ones. All right. <laughs> all right. I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I actually watched Saw with Nick, my buddy, who I might one day get on this podcast. Oh, damn. Yeah, I've never seen The Crow. Wow. Are you uh, shitting me? Oh, I forgot yeah, you're, like, you're like 12 years old, though, so. I mean, yeah, I was I was practically an amoeba when Brandon Lee got killed. <laughs> on set. Uh, <laughs> with, with a loaded prop gun. Yeah. Yep. I've not seen Jaws, but I have seen Gums, the Jaws porno. Uh, I'll count that. I'm I'm good with that one. Have you seen the Meg? Uh, pardon? Have you seen the Meg? Uh, yes. I'm I'm gonna count that towards you seeing Jaws then. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I never actually finished The Shining, but uh, I saw Doctor Sleep. <laughs> wow, you were like I don't understand. Like you're the sequel man. Like you're just showing up for sequels and not even watching the original. Right. It's because I I never took the time to look out the the first ones and I'm just sitting there watching whatever popped up. Okay. Uh, the Devil's Rejects I haven't seen. I did see House of a Thousand Corpses, but I think that's just another zombie film. That's not actual. Uh, I've not seen Edward Scissorhands, bro. Silent Night, Deadly Night is my shit. I actually have a figure of the killer from that movie. And I got the second one on Blu-ray for Christmas, and it's been my text tone for three years. Wow. Garbage day! Because the second <laughs> one... So the second one, it was supposed to be... a uh, It was supposed to be a recap movie of the first, mo of the first one that they were going to put two on and then resell to the video stores. Uh-huh. But they shot too much footage with the new guy, so they decided to somehow try to make it its own movie while mixing it with the recap stuff. The wow. guy could not act his way out of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't act his way into the bag either. Like, acting was not his forte, and he is awful. Uh, but it is wonderful. I haven't seen the other three movies, though. Uh, American Werewolf in London, seen that. I've seen... I've not seen the original yet, but I saw the two movies that came out this past few years. Saw Cabin Fever. Uh, I've seen Bride of Chucky. Uh, so that, that's something. Saw Psycho. I saw the new Pet Cemetery. God, what Resident Evil did I watch? Was it Resident Evil Apocalypse? Eesh. I've watched the first one. I, I never went into the sequels, so I don't know. I, I just heard they're really not great. Uh, American Psycho, I've not seen. I've not seen My Bloody Valentine, even though I know of it. Uh, Hellraiser, seen that. I haven't fucking seen The Fly, which is a disappointment because I love David Cronenberg. But mm -hmm. That man is so fucking gross. Mm. Uh, I've not seen Hostel because, to be honest, yeah, I don't. That's one I've really been kind of uh, 
avoiding because quite frankly, I think torture porn is just kind of gross. I am, yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan either, dude. Like, I fan. watched a movie the other day, Audition, which at the end of it was kind of torture porny. Like, the turns out the woman was actually quite crazy. Uh, so, stabbed a bunch of acupuncture needles into his eyeballs and stomach uh, and sawed his ha, leg. Ha. So Robert made me review Jigsaw, and then we reviewed Spiral early this year. And I could tolerate those movies because, and, and apparently like, having listened to him and Sean back in the day talk about the first couple of Saw movies... Like, the Saw ones I can probably handle just because I think, like, there's a point to them. And I don't think they're exceptionally gross, at least not the, not the ones that I've seen. Um, the problem with Hostile is I think that is bereft of any point. It is, it is literally the very definition of torture porn. And I don't... Yeah, I'm not into pe- watching people get mutilated for no good reason. Like, if you're mutilating them to make a point about, you know, healthcare, sure, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, um, that's what, I, that's what I've been talking about in the chat lately. Like, that's why uh, the new Halloween didn't bother me as much as you know some other ones because, like, they were commenting on you know pro, you know uh, Trumpers and the you know, um, uh, protesters and whatnot and you know mob justice and all of this. And I was like, well, at least this, poor, this movie has a point of view as opposed to no point of view. If I want to watch a movie with no point of view, I'll put porn on because then at least I get to see tits. You know what I mean, Jesse? You can watch Gums. Ah. There you go. I'm going to look for that when this podcast's over. You guys... You should. The Cinema Snob has reviewed it. Sweet. At at some point, go back into the Metal Hammer of Doom Extra Archives and just count up the... uh, You know, grab yourself a tally, a spreadsheet, and tally up how many times Mark watches a video and gags. Because it happens quite a bit. Mark (laughs) has a bad gag reflex when there's some gross stuff happening. And we've watched some pretty gross videos, music videos. All right. In, uh, in case so there are watch. people, in, in case there are men out there that want me to blow them, do know I have a terrible reflex. <laughs> I am uh, not good. I would not be good at it. I do you should not watch the video for Mortal <laughs> by Osamenta. Uh, that girl gets fucked up in that. Like that's. Yeah. I remember I recommended that when I used to listen to uh, Monday Night Metal Mayhem from uh, out of Illinois, and I I, rec- I requested that song. They're like, God. That's a fucking rough video. And I was like, right? Isn't it cool? Like I, for me, torture porn and is kind of in the same way that hardcore wrestling is. It was really cool when I was eighteen, but now that I understand how how pain works and I'm more empathetic as a person, it just may it hurts me a little bit. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna but, say this, and then, then we got to move on here. My my issue with like the deathmatch wrestling now was like coming out of the lockdown. That was about the only thing that was putting on shows, right? I mean, like, AEW and WWE were, were doing shows, but they're doing shows, like, in empty arenas and shit like that. You know, they had other... Or AEW had, like, other wrestlers in the stands. Like, the first group to come back and actually do shows with an audience were um, was the... Um, uh, what are they called again? The uh, No Holds Barred group um, that does the, uh, the deathmatch wrestling with the chains instead of ropes and all of that. They came back, and GCW came back, and they do deathmatch wrestling, too. So, like, without... There was no boxing initially when that came back out. And um, there was, you know, again, coming out of the lockdown, there was a, there were very little... There was very little, like, live entertainment to watch. So I watched a lot of deathmatch wrestling. It gets boring after a while. There's only so many times I can see somebody get hit with a light tube. You're like, oh... Good. You know what's funny? I shared a coworker who works with like electrical. He works in electrical, and he's like, "Oh, they're gonna get cancer from the 
Oh no! Oh no! Don't they know what's in there? I'm like, I, buddy, I don't think they care. <laughs> no, it's called a death match for a reason. Yeah, but uh, to finish finish my list here, uh, I have seen the Evil Dead. I've seen all the Evil Dead movies. Nice, all three and the remake. And I've not watched watch the, the series though. I was going to say the series is pretty decent. Uh, yeah, we, I didn't Robert, finish the Robert Winfrey and I was supposed to review the series this year, but I do not have the time. I can I can barely get through what I ha- what I'm still slated to review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that uh, totally. Uh, and I never finished the original Candyman. I still need to go in and do that. But I did see the new one, and that was really fucking good. I really enjoyed that. Until I that, love... until that last scene. I, I was going to say I love. We watched me. It was me, my wife, and Kira sat down and watched the original Candyman. Kira went and saw the sequel, and she watches the original, and she's like oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. She's starting to figure out things because apparently it ties into some stuff. Now, it doesn't mean like it, it hinges upon that, but she was like, you know, realizing some stuff. Anyway, in the immortal words of my wife, after we watched the first Candyman, that was stupid. So there you go. That's Mindy Starcher's review. And actually that that review is quoted quite a few times on many that's different really, movies. That's funny. I mean, I really, from what I saw, I really enjoyed it and I... I really enjoy the fact that it's has a people of color and an urban perspective in a horror movie. You never fucking right. see that. Right. Yep. That was a big, that was a, that was a big part of the conversation Sean and I had when we reviewed, did the long road to ruin for the candy, candy man trilogy. All right. Hey, before we get into the back half of this album, you know, I don't know for sure, Jesse, if they used Grammarly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're almost writing scripts here, so I hope right. they did. <laughs> uh, but I bet, I bet if they didn't, they could have found it very useful to compose their music by using Grammarly, and maybe they would have if they had taken advantage of our free trial of Grammarly. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes, while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. All right. Let's hear some more music. Do you want to hear some music? Do you want me to shut the fuck up and play some music? Play the music. All shut right. up and look pretty. <laughs> That's what I do best. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, hip to be scared. Take your pick and the box. A killer complexion is often a great alibi Valentino could soar mixed with violence and gore Well, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy It's my beauty routines and a fridge full of spleens My chain's extreme, but it's time to say God Tape. You'll find no escape once you're captured on tape. I'm aware it's a bit of a god. Casually creeping with other. 
So I love the the name "Hip to Be Scared." That was Jacob Shaddix <laughs> of Papa Roach. Who do you trust, Jesse? Who do you trust? Ah, uh, wow. Uh, so clearly, if you've seen these movies, you're going to pick up on a lot of the references mm-hmm. uh, that that they're putting down, and a lot of the uh, and a lot of what you're hearing. Here's the thing, though: I've never watched American Psycho. And I knew all about the whole hip to be square thing that they were talking about, uh, that they brought up, which they kind of break into some like kind of like warped rendition of it in the middle of a song. Um, but apparently that's like a big scene. Uh, I think he's either a fan of the Huey Lewis in the news or no, Huey, you know, no news. No, thanks. There you go. Thank you very much. And that might be, you know, that's probably what they hinged upon when they <laughs> put the movie together. They were like, we got to get Huey in there somehow. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so there were, you know, when I was listening to this album and I was like, oh, this has got to be something to do with American Psycho. So it's again, it, it's able to transcend uh, these mo- these movies are so popular. They're able to infiltrate uh, the cultural zeitgeist, is, I guess, the word where I I know the reference before I've even seen the movie just because of how much it's been referenced uh, from people I've talked to uh, the. The next song, uh, which was oh, I had it here in front of me. Uh, oh, take take your, pick. your pick, yeah, yeah, featuring our... uh, Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse, and that's uh, Muddy Bl- My Bloody Valentine. Now I don't know if Coop brought it up there last week, but Coop and I actually got to meet face to face about two two weeks ago. Okay, <laughs> he, he did. And... He told he told me about your you, you guys sitting and playing cards and whatnot. Yeah, and I didn't even tell him he could use my bathroom. It was funny. I made him sit for four hours in my garage. I'm like, don't step foot in my house, you motherfucker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was telling him last night I had to apologize because I wasn't a good host. I was like, it, damn, I didn't even ask if you needed to use the bathroom or anything. You could have went inside. But Is it weird that I believe you when you say, like, no, you can't come in my house? <laughs> That's like the garage is good enough, Coop. Get ready. Sit out here and eat and still gonna, hang out. You're going to have to pee outside neighbor, so. in another neighbor's yard because you're not doing it in mine. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because I cleaned I cleaned the bathrooms and everything, dude, for your arrival, and I didn't even let you get I didn't even I didn't, I didn't even let you go inside the house. But anyway, so Coop, Coop and I are sitting there. We're we're playing Magic now, Magic the Gathering, and we we kind of mentioned that on the uh, maybe the previous podcast. I don't know, but we we were uh, fans of the game, card game, and I hadn't played it forever. Coop brings his Magic cards. We sat down. We had a good time. Now one of the, you know, some of the more fun moments of uh, my early married life was when my buddy would come over while Mindy was working. We'd sit there, we'd turn the radio up, and we'd play Magic. So I did the same thing. We had a table out there, and I turned some I turned some music on, and uh, it just threw it on, hey, we're going to turn on a metal, uh, it was basically a metal radio station through uh, Spotify. And 
I don't know how, how many times did you say it, Coop? I mean, that I'm not even. I'm, that I'm like four or five times. I kept, I kept saying like, ah, let me some Cannibal Corpse. You're like, this isn't Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him. I said tonight you get to say your catchphrase, and it, it actually kind of relates. So uh, take your pick. That's guy. That, that's uh, that's Corpse Grinder, right? It's got Corpse Grinder in it. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I really think so. I love me some Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great stuff, uh, but uh, but yeah, and the box, of course, I could tell immediately what they were talking about when you're listening to that one. Um, I, again, never watched the Hellraiser films. I just know it through listening to Robert Winfrey and all of you, uh, all of our podcast friends talk about it. So I I, I enjoyed what I heard. It's, I don't think it's as strong as the first half of this album, uh, or at least the first three for sure, in my opinion. But uh, anyway. I'll throw it to you, Coop. What do you think of these three? Uh, so I've never seen uh, American Psycho, and I actually don't know what the hip to be squared thing is about. Like, well, I mean, I guess does he put on the song before he murders a woman? I have to find out because I don't know specifically. I'll Wait find the second. clip. Can you I'll clarify that you don't know the reference in the movie, or you've never heard the song "Hip to Be Square"? I think I've heard the song, but I don't know the reference. For fuck's sake, Coop! Hang on, I'm gonna. You know what? You know what, Coop? Squirrel. Here we go. I'm going to use my free 30-day trial of Amazon Music. <laughs> he is wrapping this into a plug. Beautiful. It's, it's All right. Great. Look at what we did here. This is so <laughs> seamless. I am going to use my free 30 days of AmazonMusic.com, the Amazon Music Unlimited service, to play some Huey Lewis and the news for you because I cannot let it stand that you have never heard Hip to Be Square. That's ridiculous, Robert Cooper. And I will tell you this much, that if you want to play some Huey Lewis and the news, because we all know no Huey, no news, no thanks, um, <laughs> then you can, you, you can click the link in our description of this podcast and you too can, uh, can experience Huey Lewis and the news for free for an entire month and if you like it then you keep the service and if you don't you can uh cancel it no fuss no must no contracts did you know that robert cooper did you know that you could have come to this podcast prepared having used amazon music unlimited to listen to hip to be squared by huey lewis on the news you know that was really that's really a blind side uh for me on the information highway and i'm i'm very thankful for amazon music or, uh, well, educating you're to, me. You're about to get your learn on. Are you ready? I was born ready. Are you finally understanding the magic? Jesse, tell them how wonderful and magical Huey Lewis on the news is. Oh, no, no. Let me ask you, because this will definitely solidify what we are thinking in regards to Huey Lewis and the news. You got how many songs in the top five of Huey Lewis and the news catalog? Where are you going to put Hip to Be Square at? Oof. 
I mean, Oof, now he's got to <laughs> think about it. You could just go with three and just we'll go on. <laughs> it's, I don't think anybody's going to give us a hard time. <laughs> I mean, Power of Love's got to be number one, right? Uh, well, I, I mean, know that I, one. I'm a little biased when it comes to that. Really? I don't understand why. I have no idea either. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, do you, do, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Back to the Future 2, but it sucks. Um, <laughs> Ooh. I've never seen Back yeah. to the Future 2. You're fucking oh. kidding me. Dude, did you hear... I saw the first one in theaters the other day. When Cole Marantet and I sat down and did Transformers Back to the Future, he had only seen the first one. He'd never seen any of the sequels. So it was a very interesting... People... I don't understand how people around our age, like I get that Coop hasn't seen some of this stuff. He's twelve, but like people <laughs> be in between like the thirty-five to forty-five range, like in that just that ten-year period, like how have you not seen some of these movies? Like that's crazy. Chris Armstrong's as old as we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, I remember I'm talking about Cole and Tet, but um, that's all Either right. <laughs> you get you get your C's and your uh, you, you get them mixed up every once in a while. That's all right. But I, anyway, I wasn't listening. Um, that's, uh, oh, surprise! 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 Mm -hmm. I baked this whole dinner, and you're just coming. Oh, I didn't know you were bake. You were making dinner. I got Wendy's. Already ate. <laughs> you bastard. Um, but anyway, yeah, he had never seen any of the sequels, so a lot of the references in the comic book kind of fell flat with him because. You know, manure. I hate manure. And then I was like, dude, do you get the. He's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Starcher. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. You should, you should have stopped the podcast and made him watch the trilogy. Now, number one, you're going with Power of Love. Hit the B Square is up there. I want a new drug. Yeah, you got to do. I want a new drug. The Heart of Rock um, and Roll. Back in Time, which is another favorite mm -hmm. of mine. I love how that one. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a big mess for me. That's not better than Hit to B Squared. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I, ahead and say your suggestion. I uh, see. Normally, like if you suggest to me something, I'm like, no. Now it has to be not what you suggested. But I think you're. Really, <laughs> I've never got that from you. But I'm not gonna be uh, French this time. I'm not gonna say I don't want to. I want a sandwich. And I'm just gonna say with number three. It's number three in the top five for me. Okay. All right. That's good. We've settled this argument. But anyway, there you go, Coop. That is. That's Huey Lewis in the news, hip to be squared. And apparently, I just pulled up the quote here, and I'm looking it over. Uh, I, I think the character that, uh, uh, oh my goodness, what is his name? The guy that plays in uh, Christian uh, Bale. Thank you. Uh, see, I get my C's mixed up, Mark Radlich. I was, I was <laughs> stumbling there. But anyway, yeah, apparently his character quotes like movie reviews, which <laughs> kind of sounds like somebody I know here. But... Uh, he quotes this movie review like twice to this guy and apparently the dude's not listening to anything he has to say and then it says uh, uh, but they should be yeah, this is a quote from him but they should because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends it's also a personal statement about the band itself hey Paul and then he murders him with an axe nice so, I, don't know why I, I don't know why I haven't seen American Psycho I really should that sounds right up my alley right yes, sir like I have seen, I saw a meme the other day though that was it had to be a ref in that scene where Christian Bale's characters look, pointing at the stereo, being like, "Oh!" and it said "fish yes, hands" when he played the worst song you've ever heard. <laughs> that is it, dude. That is it. All right, it's funny. There was another. There was a comic I saw the other day actually of a guy in a fish shirt and everybody st stands and goes to tackle him. He's going for the jukebox. <laughs> 
So, Coop, real quick, your thoughts on... So here's, here's the game plan. Your thoughts on the three songs we just heard, Hip to be Scared, Take Your Pick in the Box, and then we're going to play the last four songs. Jesse's going to hit us with that uh, with the reviews, and then we're out of here. Okay. Uh, yeah, Hip to be Squared. I, uh, squared. Scared. That, we're going with that. <laughs> we're going with that. Uh, honestly, ha- I heard Jacoby Shaddix in it as somebody who enjoyed Papa Roach because, LOL, I was fucking... 12 in 2004 <laughs> uh, and they were in Mech Warrior 2 Lone Wolf and I loved that game nice very nice yeah they were uh, their music was in one of the boss battles cool but uh, oh yeah I fucking love that game my stepdad was so good at it anywho uh, take your pick I I know that the killer in that film kills people with a with a pickaxe so that made me chortle mm-hmm I got a I got a very happy chuckle out of that in the box. So honestly, before I found out what the songs were about and I looked at the track list, I'm like, oh, it's about seven. <laughs> well, I could have been. I mean, that would have been an interesting twist there, right? Like, what's right. in the box? What's, what's in the, in the box? box? I, I referenced that recently because I, don't I work why, retail though. and people are opening boxes all around me. I get to make that reference uh, early and often. Nice. Like, it is so much fun to just be like, what's in the goddamn box? <laughs> but I, I dug that. I loved Corpse Grinder and Take Your Pick, by the way. That was really cool. And then the guy from Atreyu, which I just found out he is now the main vocalist of Atreyu because they uh, let go, or the other guy, the origin- the normal main vocalist, uh, yeah, yeah, he left, which that's fine because I haven't listened to fucking a, a new Atreyu song since 2010. Same uh, here. Oh my God. I, I, I tried uh, to get into a trio. My favorite thing that they've ever done is their cover of Bon Jovi's um, uh, You Give Love a Bad Name. I didn't know they okay. did that. Oh, God damn, Coop. I mean, <laughs> at least I know You Give Love a Bad Name. It's true. We'll give you I credit. Just, I just didn't. I've never heard that cover in like. I think my favorite thing for that a show you ever did was Becoming the Bull or that time they did that version, that song that sounded very much like Radar Love. <laughs> even if it wasn't. Radar Love. I'm just being quiet so we can move on. <laughs> but you have something to do. Oh, we're not we're not we're moving in the on. morning. Here's, here's what we're doing. <laughs> Me too. I'm busy reading reviews over here so I can make sure I'm ready for the next day. Don't you throw that to me yet. We got to listen to more reviews.
Someday you guys are going to learn when I ask you if you've heard of something, just say fucking yes. It's a fucking Bon Jovi blacklist. (laughs) (laughs) So that last one was Jizzy Pearl covering Bad Medicine. Uh, Before that was L.A. Guns, I believe I picked. Um, And then before that was Atreyu. Okay, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I kept waiting for the the non Bon Jovi stuff to show up, and it just kept being more fucking Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> like, this wasn't on the album. Do you want me Please, to play yeah, more metal covers? Like, I don't. What do you want like, from me? That sounds uh, that, that. I don't remember that being on this album. And then I'm like, oh fuck, it's more Bon Jovi. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! I mean, I can play more covers if you want. Mark, do you have to go to work tomorrow morning? Nope. Uh, I, I, a bitch. <laughs> I gotta be at work at 6.30 You bastard <laughs> um, 
I'm now now I'm looking at like a covers playlist. So if someone doesn't you move don't me need on, to do that. Go back to the <laughs> fucking album we're covering. Oh my Play god, there's music. a metal. There's a wait a second. Hang on, just bear with me. Just just please bear with me for this I one. Been for the past twenty minutes. <laughs> Blame Cooper. <laughs> Damn it, uh-huh. Damn you all to hell.
So, uh, out of respect for Jesse, and I respect you, brother man, booker man, um, <laughs> I, I just jumped right from that uh, Hungry Eyes cover right into the last four songs. So, hit me with those sweet, sweet reviews, and then we'll get out of here. Let me tell you. Uh, before I get into that, I just want to say that if you would have thrown down, hey, Jesse, why don't you listen to Worst Vacation, and I saw the title, the way that it was spelled, I could have swore it was a... Weird Al song about sausages, but yeah, I was that was incorrect. totally about liverwurst. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been incorrect. Um, all right, here you, we go. Here. I, I miss like mom going to the grocery store and buying fresh cold cuts and coming home with a, with a pound of liverwurst. Uh, really? you, ever have, you ever have liverwurst on like rye no. bread, some tomatoes and mustard? Delicious and mustard. Yeah. Mustard, he says. <laughs> mustard. You mustard. ever had mustard? You ever had some nice mustard? <laughs> you, you sound like you have a real cold damn mustard. Shut <laughs> uh, up, Cooper. It's the way God intended people to talk. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and I bet you're just like water, <laughs> water. water. All right, reviews, reviews, reviews. Here we go. Uh, so from New New Noise Magazine, they say Welcome to Horrorwood is truly an album to die for, 4.5 out of 5. Uh, the Soundboard Review gives it a 7 out of 10, saying uh, in what's a very in what's at the very least a lateral move, but might be a overall might be a better overall package. Welcome to Horrorwood has a freshness and fun that most metalcore seems utterly allergic to. But the Ice Nine Kills excel in regardless. Uh, Cryptic Rock gives it a 5 out of 5. Rock Sins gives it a 9 out of 10. I mean, legitimate, the, the next couple reviews are just as high. Wall of Sound AU, 9.5 out of 10. Spillmagazine.com, 9 out of 10. They say this album is the hardcore exception to the general rule that sequels suck. This really pleased a lot of the critics or at least a lot of the reviewers that we had uh, access to like I, I mean all i did was pull the top like 10 off of amazon or off of amazon yep off of google 
Do you know you could actually read their stuff with Amazon Music? I'm sure you probably could. There's probably links to the reviews there. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, overall a very positive feeling for this album. And for myself, you know, are, are we getting into final thoughts, Mark? Can I go ahead and transition to my final thoughts? Please. All right. So, <laughs> as he begs, like he didn't just make me listen to Bon Jovi covers. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I, I hope it's audible that when I finally realized, wait a minute, that's another fucking cover. <laughs> he just, I just went, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought we were playing the last four songs. Damn it. Damn. Not playing Hungry Butt, as I love to call it. <laughs> oh, no. Hungry Butt. I just... Cause, you know, it's somebody's asshole eating sandwich. Like, uh, <laughs> it's the budget's hungry. This is Nirvana. This isn't that. This is. I even. Even my baby ass knows this. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> yes, he has to get up in the morning. Did someone There's, say, uh, why is Mark playing covers? Is that I, I'm a writing to Jesse's Girl? Yes. That's what that I was, was thinking. That's Jesse's Girl 2 featuring Rick Springfield and Coheed and Cambria. You know, okay. I had a guy tell me at a Slipknot concert I went to on Sunday that apparently Coheed and Cambria sucks butt cheeks live. Did you say Slipknot? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. You know, uh, uh, Killswitch Engage did play Holy Diver there. Nice. Did it? I was going to say, did the fucking crowd just melt? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last two songs were this. Oh, actually, they played this Fire Burns, which I lost my shit. Good during. one. Good one. And, yeah. the, and they ended with Holy Diver, and I was fucking losing my shit. Let Jesse finish, or I'm playing another cover. Oh. So, <laughs> I had a good time with this album. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and now, I, I mean, aside from some of the parts that felt like I don't know I just didn't I didn't gravitate towards uh, a couple of the songs on here but if you are a film fan and you are looking for uh, you know some type of like metal tribute to one of your favorite uh, scary films I, I bet you can find 
at least a good rendition right here on Ice Nine Kills, uh, either in their first uh, welcome to what was it? Scream, Silver Scream, Silver, Silver, uh, Silver, Silver Spoons. Green, Silver, Silver Green, Silver, Silver Spoons. Spoons. <laughs> Ricky Schroeder <laughs> in a metal uh, mood. Yeah, check out that album and this one. <laughs> That's Pat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Pat Boone, Silver Spoon. <laughs> Pat Boone in a metal move. <laughs> Their prayers, little one. Dark Side of the Spoon. I like this album, too. I, I, I was having fun with the breakdowns in this one. Like, you know, I, 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 I know metalcore is kind of like the special ed class of music. But I... Oh, I, I, I get canceled. <laughs> I, look, I could have said that a lot worse. Um... But <laughs> it's for the window liquors. <laughs> um, it is for the special needs crew of, of of metal. But I like it, and I'm a simple man with you know with a, with a simple plan. And uh, I really, really enjoyed. Um, I really, really enjoyed this album. I had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot of fun discussion, even with Coop insisting that I play other covers uh, against Jesse's wishes. So. Blame Coop. I don't. I don't think he was insisting anything. But uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you have your Did say you there, sir. Want me to play more covers, Jesse? Coop, what do you think of the album? <laughs> uh, I think Jeff Field does not melt steel beams. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, gosh, take... that is a turn for the conspiracy corner right there. Well, I mean, what can I say? Uh, I'm sure that's part of another horror movie. Uh, called Fox News. Uh, anywho, uh, yeah, Metalcore for me, like, I remember there was a time I could straight up remember saying in 2009, golly gee, Metalcore is one of my two favorite genres of metal. It's Metalcore and Thrash Metal. Gosh, those are my favorites. And that was 2009 when I was in 11th grade. Uh, since then, uh, yeah, like, Metalcore is not, it's just not really my thing anymore. I just, I, I feel like it's easy you know I, I i just it just doesn't really appeal to me as much as it did in the past which is fine you know it's i still have i recognize plenty of its merits as an overall genre but just those parts overall just didn't quite as appeal to me now the emo whiny vocals sometimes yeah they got on my nerves but overall like i fucking loved the concept on this album i really enjoyed the diversity in this album because this is a very diverse album i'll say that uh, there are moments where you'll find some symphonic metal going on. You will find, you know, you find some of your favorite fucking singers from 2005, like the drummer that used to be fat from Atreyu. Uh, <laughs> he lost weight. Good for him. Such an inspiration. So brave. Uh, and the guy from, uh, and the guy from that one show on MTV, uh, Jacoby Shaddix. You remember that show, Scarred? Where it showed people getting fucked up in internet videos. Good times. <laughs> it was. I almost ended up on that show technically because my cousin let me ride his bike and it didn't have brakes on it. And I went flying down a hill and almost went face first in, like, into some bleachers. Aww. It was almost really bad. Uh, okay. But I didn't. Yay, go me. But yeah, like I really dug this album. I would give it a solid four out of five. Uh in as funny as it is as much as like when I was listening to it I wasn't loving it but just as you know we're listening and reflecting on it 
I could really see myself coming back to some of these songs. Like, I really, I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. I like what it did. Am I, is, am I like, oh my God, Ice Nine Kills, they're in town, I gotta go see them. Fuck no. Uh, it ain't happening. Like, I enjoy them for what they do. And I enjoyed this album for what it does. But I'm still not a, you know, I'm not a lifelong fan, we'll say that. Anywho, uh, plugs, 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 plugs. Yes, sir. But it, uh, all right. So next week is Halloween, self-titled Halloween, and that's going to be um, that's going to close out horror and Halloween and covers month here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. Um, and we kick things off in November with Ministry, Moral, Hygiene. Um, I'm going to torture Coop here because it's just like, hey, I'm so glad to be back here. Great. We're going to do one show a month. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be gone for another couple years. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, you, know, you know what's ironic, by the way? Uh, my, my lady friend listens to my podcasts. Mm-hmm. She she asked me if I did podcasts, not out of just being nice, but actually she's like, oh, yeah, I love listening to your stuff, even though apparently the old stuff has the sound quality of a trash can. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great. Uh, uh, all right, so I, we'll do- I told her just wait until you get to the podcast where my computer fan goes wild. <laughs> Um, so as far as like new recordings, we've got a review of the new ministry. That's November 3rd. And then we are off for like the next three weeks on Wednesday. I've got other stuff to do. Um, we'll be back for, we'll be back December 15th, uh, for a very poppy Christmas. And then, um, December 29th, Lordy, Lordy Versity. That's going to oh, be I fun. Cannot, I cannot wait to be just probably let down <laughs> there's so much so it's gonna much. be really hard for me to listen to this whole album like an hour before we start the podcast <laughs> that, yeah it's gonna be tough to fit that one in there Coop. um this january 5th is the cybertronic spree january 12th is the volbeat um servant of the mind uh, i'll take a week off so that i can review the new Agreskos uh season and then Ooh, jesse i like Agretzico. And then Jesse twisted my arm and made me put this on the schedule. Um, the Night Flight Orchestra, Aromantic 2. Fucking that's, love Night Flight Orchestra, man. That's January I will 26. say that that album has been played a lot <laughs> in the past week since I found these guys. Unbelievable. Uh, Battle Beast will be February 2nd. Ooh, that's, uh, that's a solid, solid entry. I guarantee it. And then the Browning end of existence will be February 9th. Um, and then we don't have anything scheduled past that except for one. We do have, so I'm not doing an entire week dedicated fucking to um, the, the Irish again. I did that once. I'm not doing it again. However, I do have, I do like to do something for St. Patrick's Day. I don't need to dedicate a whole week to it uh, like I did this past year. But one show, we're going to do one show. And that is, the St. Patrick's Day show is going to be hosted by the Metal Hammer of Doom. And you know what we're doing this year, Jesse? Mm, tell me. House of Pain. Oh. Oh, oh my it. goodness. I was, I was hoping it was going to be the one really fucking awesome Irish metal band, Primordial. Nope. Um, fine malt lyrics. So we'll do that. We'll do the new Guns N' Roses EP. And then, you know what we're going to do in addition to the new EP, Hard School? We're going to do an entire Guns N' Roses retrospective. What do you think about that? Oh, 
fuck, I hate Guns N' Roses so fucking much. Oh, I can't wait. God, if I think you're welcome to the jungle one goddamn time more, I'm probably going to put my head in an oven. I'm going to start the show. It's on the schedule. Just type in Coop's head in the oven. They're so fucking overdone. I understand they were revolutionary for their time, and they were wonderful, and they were so good, but fuck, if I have to hear one more fucking person who peaked in high school tell me about how I missed out, (laughs) They can go sit on a cactus. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it up to you though, because March 23rd okay. we're doing the new Sabaton album. Yay! All right, Jesse and Coop, take, take a few minutes here to do plugs. I have to, uh, I have to go AFK for a moment. Okay. All right. That's he has a... to go. He has to go get service. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. He's, he's either servicing himself or he's oh, uh, no. he's getting serviced. Um. So, okay, let's talk about what's coming up on the Rattelich and Broadcasting schedule for myself. Uh, this, well, all of October, you're going to be seeing uh, unspoken issues towards the end of October talk about the rise of the Midnight Suns. We got like six, I think, many episodes, possibly even seven. But right now I know for sure six episodes, probably about 15 minutes apiece that'll be dropping and leading all the way up to... Halloween, focusing on one issue at a time in the Rise of the Midnight Suns saga that happened in Marvel in the 90s. So that's Unspoken Issues. That's me and Chris Armstrong. Uh, on the 30th, I think, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I know it's towards the end of the month. You can check out Tripped Up Trivia, where Alexis Haina and myself get to quiz some fun, uh, a fun panel about horror trivia and we had a really good time and folks if you like podcasts maybe you like to play along too that would be fun we'd like to see how you do because we had some pretty good knowledgeable panelists in that podcast uh and uh score yourself let us know how you do so that was pretty that's pretty cool um also on the first coop and i just recorded it last night got to get it edited up but watch out november 1st uh, we are going to be talking Eternals, Neil Gaiman's Eternals. So there was a lot to be said. We had a good time reading the book, and Neil Gaiman didn't frighten me as much as uh, as uh, previous uh, entries that I had the chance of picking up Sandman and stuff like that. Uh, he Sandman, did not. Man. Yeah, I mean it was. It's a good. It's a good book, but I, you know, comics. Uh, comics for me, I think I like more art than I do words because I'm uh, what's a casual like that. I guess it's probably the best way. To say. You're gonna say dyslexic. Uh, uh, that too. Um, but yeah, because <laughs> I'm dyslexic like that. <laughs> but it's yeah, you can check that out. Flip the pictures. If you're getting ready to watch the movie, this is probably a fun little uh, primer for it. I would say because you get to learn about some of the characters and uh, some of the backstory for these characters as well. So that's kind of all I have off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm missing something, uh, but I again, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I could pull it up, but I'm not going to, so I'm just going to throw it to Coop. Coop, what would you like to plug, sir? Uh, my lady friend Natalia that's listening to this podcast right now. Uh, she's very nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, she's probably I, I mortified raised, at that joke right now. I, I raised my eyebrow, and I was like, I don't know if I should say anything. <laughs> It's all good. You don't have to. She is. Uh, oh, not gonna make that joke. Nope. Stop talking there. 
Uh, anywho, uh, remind me why I'm sober. My friend Hannah's podcast. Uh, she hasn't done it in a few months, so it's probably going to be like most of my podcasting ventures in 2014 and slowly dissipate. Actually, now 2012, because 14 is when I started working at the Great Blue, uh, the Great Blue Hardware Store that runs my life. Mm. Ah, yes, corporate, mm-hmm. corporate, corporate, corporate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of that, I mean, that's really all from my stuff. Like, I would love to do some more comic book podcasts, though. Like, I'm, I'm really enjoying podcasting again. Like, this is the highlight of my week because it's just like hanging out with my buddies. And cutting up, and I'm very good at all that. It's good to have you back, Coop. That's for sure. Hell, I agreed. No, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, and and plus now Jesse plays Magic again. God bless. That's him. right. That is right. You guys Damn, can play Magic and live stream it like the rest of the nerds do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could. It just wouldn't be very good because you can just watch me get angry. <laughs> that sounds fun. All right, guys. Um, let's call it a night. Jesse, you got anything else? Uh, I did forget to plug Power Rangers, A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's happening on the 31st mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, check that out. Alexis, Hannah, and myself talked one crazy-ass webcomic. So as a, other than that, that's it. All right. Thanks, folks. Somebody uh, got paid for that podcast. We'll see, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week for Halloween, <laughs> self-titled, for Robert Cooper, the snarky Robert Cooper, for Jesse Starcher, <laughs> who had to put up with a lot of my nonsense tonight. God bless you, sir. I'm, I'm, I will service you in the future. I, I promise you for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm writing it down. It's an IOU. Be well, be safe, and behave.